Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 252, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. Miles, what does it mean? What does it all mean, Miles? Jack, you know, it's the last day of August, which means we only celebrate one thing. It's actually, there's so much. First, it's National Diatomaceous Earth Day. If you've I'm ever sorry. had problems like fleas or bugs, uh, you've maybe bought this to remedy a, like a pest problem, Diatomaceous Earth. Uh, also, National Eat Outside Day, National Matchmaker Day, National South Carolina Day, National Trail Mix Day. Mm-hmm. So the first two kind of go together. They, yeah. A lot of these go together. Trail Mix, usually eating outside. outside. Yeah. Something to keep the fleas and ticks away. Dude, the Palmetto State, obviously. Mm-hmm. When, I think, when I think South Carolina, I think Trail Mix. Another mm. association I have. might not be the right one, but I have it. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Yo Jack Horseman. Wow, uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined as always by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Weird ass Christians thought their time had come, but they don't know that they're the only ones to say no gays. 
<laughs> Where they going, what they looking for? If Jesus saw y'all, he would say no more with you. Ooh. He's through. Cause you picked fascism. What's your price for rights? Even Christ like this ain't right. Just please fuck off tonight. All right, that was me in the shower this morning. I was just thinking to Sister <laughs> Christian, and I turned into weird ass Christians, and there we go. Yeah, an AKA that was for you. Deep. Mm-hmm. That was political, bro. Exactly, man. Jesus would be like, what the fuck is this? Really? Mm-hmm. Well, Miles, we are thrilled. Speaking of political, <laughs> we are thrilled to be joined oh, yeah. by the hosts of. One of the funniest uh, podcasts. It's not very political. No. It's called True Romance. Uh, well, we but the act of listening and recording it is a political statement in many ways. Um, it's my favorite Actually, place to... Actually, we are women. We are women, which means that our bodies are political property. Thank you. Our bodies oh. are political <laughs> battlegrounds. There it is. And we are actually the first women to have a podcast. <laughs> I, I, I didn't see that Verified. on my Wikipedia book. Yeah. Also, just a great place to get recaps of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Even yes. if you don't watch those shows, yes. I do feel like I'm watching it with you guys when you recap the thank show. You. And just oh, also, you. it's not like a Bachelor podcast, though. It's there, There's plenty of other good shit. Please welcome the hilarious and talented Carolina Barlow and Devin Leary. Blah, 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 blah. Thank well, you so guys. much for having us on, you guys. Mm, it's so we great feel to have you. Like we needed that ego boost, and <laughs> isn't it crazy that women weren't allowed to have podcasts until or ego boost very or recently. ego boost yes. until yeah. very recently? It was actually twenty uh, twenty. That was mm. the. <laughs> um, I was trying to think about when our podcast started. And you guys are going to go now, now that you got the ego boost. You we said you were just going to. You're we, out. We jumped. We put our names put it in my in. pocket. <laughs> and um, we really wanted to just, yeah, get that information out there because a lot of people think that, that you know, women have had podcasts forever. No, mm-hmm. not true. Not Those true. are all men. And Devin said when <laughs> I, you know, pitched her the idea of true romance, she said, do you think they'll let women have a podcast? And I said, I guess we'll find Carolina, out. We're women. Women can't have podcasts. Women can't have podcasts. <laughs> and we had all both... we can do is shop. <laughs> that is so true. We were shopping at the time. <laughs> okay, this is all making yeah. more sense. We were to getting me now. our nails, Good. hairs done, and shopping at the same time. Good. We were oh, getting multi. our hairs done, and we were thinking with our damn noggins for the first time in our goddamn lives. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is a, an amazing origin story yeah. that will no doubt be made into a film one day. Yes. Uh, like mm-hmm. Hidden We're, Figures. Yeah, well, it's actually Nicole yeah. Kidman's attached. Hidden Figures. Okay. Nicole I, I Kidman's can... attached to play me. I um, think me because, you know what? She has a deviated septum and so do I. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so is. you guys have Solid both air. lied about that. Great, 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 great. <laughs> no, no, it's honest. No, no. How, no, that's <laughs> why. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's like, well, while you're at it, I guess we can do some stuff since I do have that deviated septum. Right, when Devin right, got right. her nose job, she told her dad to tell people she was in a car accident. 
I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. Like, These are lies. Lucky. These are lies. I'm open about the plastic surgery. I'm not like a Kardashian. I know everybody's asking. Everybody's wondering how she looks so perfect all the time. Guess what? That was actually my yeah. first question on this talk. You did say it was contouring. <laughs> I said it's makeup. Uh, um, no, it's not makeup. But it, but it also wasn't a car accident. And Didn't it you was tell your dad to tell his assistant that it was a car accident at one point? I told him to say some sort of accident. I didn't say <laughs> First of all, and second of all, it, the septum was deviated even before then. Oh, I just don't go. want you to appropriate my culture. That's all I ask. What, you have a stolen, deviated? No, you don't. My car accident culture. Car accident. Yeah, my car oh, accident Valor. culture. Like, you think yeah. you've been through something having a deviated septum? <laughs> oh, you you've had a deviated You've been sick. <laughs> you've had an illness don't dev- don't get even Devin started on her acid reflux because we don't have the time <laughs> we'll turn it into okay. a, like a fundraiser alright I'm crossing off the first two questions because my first was how does she look so perfect second was talk yep. about your acid Contouring. reflux so we're okay, okay. Yep. Uh, we've got those knocked out we're going to get to know you guys a little bit better in a moment first we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about we're going to get a little update from the Minneapolis Police Department we're going to get a little update not as defunded as you think yeah (laughs) turns out we're gonna get an update from the magazine we are gonna get an update on inflation a lot of updates a lot of updates folks all that plenty more but first devin carolina we like to ask our guests what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are well, I think last time I was on the podcast, or maybe the first time I was on this podcast, I did say that I Google Ivanka regularly, Googled her this morning. I hate her. I think she's the bane of my existence. She represents mm. to me the... How um, is she still the bane, though? Like, what's she doing now? I just want to see her comeuppance. I want okay. to see mm-hmm. her and Jared arrested in jail. She also had a deviated septum. She had a serious. She actually, did. I've heard from a source, aka a makeup artist, she can't breathe through her nose because she's had so many nose jobs. Oh, wow. Oh. She has a completely different head than when I went to college with her. And than when you guys went to date. college with her? Yeah. We we saw each other for a little bit. It was nothing serious. Right. But it no, was more of a situation I, ship, I think is what you said. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's what the kids were calling it. But a totally different head. Like everything. Is, yeah. It's very yeah, strange. She really went through it. Um, she will be in court one day saying they took out her frontal cortex, yeah. and that's why um, <laughs> she made the decisions she did. My search history, so Ivanka's always in there, but I also, I did the other day want to check in on the Bachelor in Paradise couples because I saw that Joe and Serena had an engagement party. I'm really happy for them. I do think they're in love. And so I just wanted to check in on a few others to make Wait, sure Wait, grocery store Joe? Okay. Grocery store yes. Joe and Serena. Wow, and Serena was the one from... Canada, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, they still they stuck together. Oh, they stuck good. together. Oh, wow. They're living together. They are getting married. They had an engagement party and did a post about the color scheme for it. And that was oh. news that I read. And then I said, let's check on some other ones. Becca proposed to Tommy Thomas, um, who was a villain Thomas on Kate Thurston. Oh, scene. really? He sucked. Yeah. I just think he's a con artist. And um, also, she did I hate when women are like, I'm proposing to him. It's an act of something like I'm like, no, you just want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> you think it, you, you're brave. undercutting yourself by tying it to marriage. You know what I mean? Right. It's brave yeah. and feminism. Devin, what is something from your search history? OK, what I pulled for you guys out of all the options is a search for Demi Lovato's hair hair in 2012. 
Whoa. Um, Carolina, you just fully scratched your speaker on your computer and deafened all of us. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a passive aggressive. Devin just really wants was. to get Elfin <laughs> surgery. So right, yeah. right during my turn to speak, Devin that just wants you pointy have ears, and she's gonna say it's because I injured them. <laughs> she's like, oh no, I had to get elf ears. I you had deviated hearing. Deviated okay. Because of because I wasn't gonna go here, but I will sometimes when we Can't have. Wait. Actual. <laughs> Sometimes when we have actual guests on our podcast Zoom, Carolina will try to pretend like she's playing paying attention, but she'll start typing and she doesn't realize that we can hear it, and so she's just loudly typing in a deafening oh, tone. As okay. well. and she's like, "That sounds interesting," and it couldn't the be more obvious. The revisionist history that's uh-huh. happening uh-huh. right now. The uh-huh. revisionist okay. history is hurting my soul. I once, <laughs> when a podcast was over. We were uh, on a great no. bachelorette podcast. The podcast had ended. The interview had ended. I was responding to a text no, on my I, computer. I'm of, okay, I'm thinking of a more recent time, and I think you actually lied and said that it was a work email, but you just blew your cover. So, wow. Wow. you know what? Oh, this is better than I can't in here. Such a bitch. I'm so <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> our guests okay. are listening right so, now, thinking that I shit are? all over them. Yeah, I do. I don't think they are. Yeah, I don't know. I if they do. were famous, they're probably listening. So yeah, I know. Sure. Yeah, we have the most okay. famous listenership. Michelle Obama, please. Yes, turn, Michelle turn Obama. Off your it was famously fan. when Michelle Meghan Obama Markle. came on True Romance. Meghan Markle also <laughs> followed her. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to arrange times that work on her end. You're yeah. texting back and forth. You're like, you buy what Megan's saying. We compete with one another to have the famous, the most famous uh, listener base. So 100%. this is cool. This is like we're, you know, bearing the hatchet a little bit because yeah. there is tension between the two shows. Oh, definitely. All right. Dem- Wait, but what, what? I'm sorry. What was the search history? I searched Demi for Demi Lovato's hair, hair oh, in 2012. Yeah. It looked amazing then, but I was just trying to tell if it was extensions because her hair looks so bad now. And I can say her because she's back to she, her. This is true. Day. Oh, but oh. her hair looks, Voluminous. her whole look right now is terrible. So I just wanted to go back to the old days. Right. And... It was 2012 was the peak. She had like huge extensions, dark, like dark brown hair with like a maroon highlight. Beautiful. Is that cool for the summer? No. Oh, my God. 2012. Free Wilmer. That was, it was it was with Wilmer. No, it was unbroken. <laughs> unbroken. Hey. Mm. I'm, I'm not huge. I'm not a Demi Lovato historian. Liar. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys can see the picture array behind me, but the listeners can't. So please just go with me on this. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. You you have like the name Demetria tattooed on your (laughs) bicep, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. uh, It's a real name. Yes. Skyscraper tattooed on his hand. (laughs) (laughs) What is uh, what's something you guys think is overrated? I <laughs> Carolina looks stumped, so let me jump in. No, no, um, I have one. <laughs> I think I think data privacy is un, is overrated. I completely okay. agree with Devin, but I have my own because <laughs> this is just like Carolina. Carolina will famously go to a restaurant, wait for me to order, and then order the exact same thing, and but and not even comment on it, just as if she also wanted that. Right? Wow! Like not say I'll have the same, but like order it. Yeah, like, like you I'll hadn't just ordered have... it. Kale Caesar salad. <laughs> like she's just coming up with it. This yeah. may have right. happened once, and the only reason Devin's mad is because she likes to eat 
everything and doesn't want us to get the same meal so she can have a bite of whatever I'm having. <laughs> okay, this is some early 2000s era insults. Um, Devin's just actually likes to eat everything. <laughs> no, that's okay. not what I meant. <laughs> I okay. once took Devin out to dinner with Will Ferrell and she whispered to me before dinner started that she was nervous because it was we were eating tapa style and she was like, I can't share. So I had to announce <laughs> at the table as if I were her mother. Like, by the way, Devin's going to get her own plate <laughs> And she's going to eat it by herself. And Devin just nodded silently. And you're not allowed okay. to look at her while she does so. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And yeah. also tapas. Tapas are overrated. No offense to anyone. Wow. But I think I think data privacy is overrated because think back to the days when you had to go to a store and human beings would come up to you disgusting human obnoxious human beings would come up to you and say like why don't you try this like what do you think of that like try mm. this on this would look good what are you looking for what are you shopping for today that is hell and what our lack of data privacy has done has made it possible the 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 internet boom when we didn't know that we were losing all our rights to privacy made it possible for us to skip that step everything we want just gets shown to us right like the wedding singer when I don't know what to watch on a Saturday afternoon. And <laughs> right. now people all just want to be like, I want, I, they're going to take your Alexa's listening to you. First of all, are you doing anything that anyone would even care about? If not, then you're just getting more convenience. And what's the problem? <laughs> I like this. Like you sound like an ethicist who works at Amazon. It's like, what's the fucking deal? You get this, right. but so what? We've mapped oh the God. interior of your home with a fucking Roomba. And yes, we made your life you better. Right. Yeah. I like that version, like pushing you around. Like, oh, what you? Oh, you care about data privacy now? Oh, okay. So you're going to shop in the store? I don't think so. Shut the I fuck up. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> say that about when, you know, how people cover their cameras on top of with like piece of tape. They'll cover their cameras, cover their yeah. whatever microphone. I am always like, I've hey, never heard of that. If someone in the, literally Mark Zuckerberg does it. Like you, there's been a picture of him. Near oh, so computer. people. So a lot of normal people. Okay, right. sounds good. I use Carolina's that example friends. because it's so common that right. it's so well known that it, they're insecure that even people who are super high tech do it. Yeah. I, and also, he has billions of dollars. So he has a that's reason true. to worry he about does, being hacked. He does hacked, need to um, actually watch his cookies. I accept all watch cookies, cookies. <laughs> um, because... <laughs> I, Can I actually get more cookies? I want more Do you guys cookies. have an option for like extra cookies? You could put a gun to my head and say, what are cookies? And I would say, just shoot me. <laughs> just end it. Just please. get it over with. Also, not a like very my interesting gunman who's like, what are cookies? I know. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't this? know. I don't know. Joke's on me, isn't it? I also am like, if the NSA wants to watch me watch uh southern charm on my computer while i'm spilling peanut butter on my chest and then eating it off my shirt that's on them that's their yeah. problem i don't need i'm not worried about it watch me do whatever uh, what i think is overrated is any kind of food that you have to wait in line for so mm. once in a while you'll be driving through restaurants anywhere and you'll see a line outside of a restaurant or a food truck, and your thought is that must be really good. My immediate thought is, what suckers? Because you can walk <laughs> down the street, and you're waiting in line, and you're, thus your experience already sucks for mm. whatever you're doing. So yeah. 
Stumptown Coffee in New York 10 years ago, because, you know, like I'm a wise old lady, 10, 10, yeah, 10, 12 years ago in New York, this was considered like incredible rare coffee. People would wait down the street from the Ace Hotel. And I was like, I'm not going to wait in line for coffee. What is that? This, Hmm. my time matters. I'm not going to wait in line for, I I remember my friends once made me wait in line for, um, what's the burger place that's everywhere now? Devin? Smash burger. (laughs) Shake Shack. What's your problem? Shake Shack. (laughs) Shake Shack. I remember when there was a line through Union Square and I waited on it for hours. I remember that too. And it's, now it's ridiculous. So there's <laughs> no such food that that is that good that I will wait for it. The croissant donuts that were in New York, that was a line. People would wake up at like 5 a.m. to get them. I enjoy good things. I like food. I'm not going to wait in line for anything. Right. For you, it sounds, for both of you, sounds like immediate gratification is definitely like number one. Sure. It's like, do not delay. And yes. Don't, I don't fuck with delays, even if they cost me my fucking privacy data privacy i actually think or, about it a lot when i'm getting lifts because a you know a faster car sometimes costs more money and i think i, I have to think about it like okay would i rather wait 20 minutes or mm. would i rather pay ten dollars more and be out of here right now just get away from this awkward conversation at this yeah i get away from my event. plastic surgeon's office <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah all right what's uh what's something you guys think is underrated Okay, I was just reminded of something that I think is really underrated, which is me on Uber.com because <laughs> my my rating on Uber has been horrible for years. Oh and God. just, okay, lis- listeners, just when you think that's a red flag, it's not because I have a 5.0 rating on Lyft, meaning Ooh. I'm a good person. But I actually took an Uber and the guy said, wow, your rating's so low, but you actually seem like a good person. I was like, I am a good person. Actually, like, I am a good person. What do you mean? But I don't know where this comes from. But I think it's actually, I think it's actually the patriarchy because I think one person. Good save. <laughs> I think one person gave me a bad rating. I think this happened in Cleveland, Ohio oh, wow. in 2016 when I was there because the, the, the RNC. Ubers, I was there for the RNC, the Ubers, uh, just to just to just to attend. By the way, no, I was working there. She was working at on um, working Mike Huckabee's assistant slash girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was Face there to cover for, for the Daily Huckabee. Show. I feel like adding more context because okay, Devin doesn't know. That's good. Yeah, Mom, yeah. That is thanks. helpful context. Devin's okay, like, so I that's... mean, not to attend, to work to there, work to, to hand out pamphlets. <laughs> yeah, come to on. To tell we're women losing... what their abortion was going to look we're like. We're losing our Christian nation and the Christian babies. <laughs> I wanted to show, show women that their one uh, one second old fetus uh, already learned how to read. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, therefore, their one second fetus was smarter than me. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Okay. Um, no. So I, th- I was there and the Ubers were so talkative. Like the people were so talkative that I just had to start being rude because I was like, I just don't want to talk to this person about like, what are you in town for? What are you all doing here? Like. I just couldn't do it. And then also, like, I kept canceling them because they would take so long because it was Ohio, I think. So, like, I would be trying to get to work and they would be, like, circling the block. To- it was 10 minutes away. I just had to cancel. So I think my-, my rating went down there, okay? Then I start, then I come back to my life in New York. I start getting in the Ubers. And what are these Ubers driven by? Men. And what do they see? Low rating. And then what do they see? Also a woman. <laughs> and they think, oh, she must be, what's that four-letter word? A bitch. That's what they thought I was. I was going to say another one. 
Yeah. And they exactly. So they thought, oh, Lady. self-fulfilling prophecy. You know what? She's a bitch. She probably doesn't even like be nice to men. She's probably rejects me just like Sarah Swankins in middle school did. I'm going <laughs> to give her a three star rating. And it doesn't matter what I do. I'm so nice. I like try to make conversation. You do smoke, and- though. You smoke in their cars with the window. <laughs> I, smoke c- I smoke cigars. A lot of details missing. And I... And I eat onions, but aside from that, I'm I'm really <laughs> like nice. an apple. It's Philly cheesesteaks at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> on her way to work, spilling no. it all over the place with a tuna yeah. topper. So I don't know what I don't know what to do about this, but it I, is what it is. Yeah, I had a like lowish rating. I don't know when we were first working together, Miles. Do you remember this? I we yeah, would like someone, go even, to a didn't place. Didn't the driver say like, "Yo, your rating's low." I, I think so, and also like we kept like I kept getting dropped. Like they would just. <laughs> cancel that on me, to me. Yeah, repeatedly to me. and so i finally like checked my score and it was like in the it wasn't that low but then from that point forward i've been like pressing like just stressed out by every interaction with an uber driver and like being too friendly which i think <laughs> like also isn't good i'm like yeah, it, yeah so yeah i'm tilting on uber it's bad it's bad for me fuck uber what about, right what about you Caroline? we don't like uber i agree I actually have a perfect Lyft rating. The oh, okay. one of the drivers said he had never seen one like mine. He laughed. He was like, "You have a perfect this is you must have rating. hacked the app." He and I said, "Oh, really? Do I? I think I'm just a polite person." I said, "But you will not believe what my friend does in these cars." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm at four point eight eight on Uber now. By the way. So all the hard work paid off. Bless up. Okay, must be nice, and I won't be sharing mine on here because I have a <laughs> reputation to protect. There you <laughs> That's go. So okay. true. Fair, fair. Carolina, do you have an underrated or? My underrated is Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Um, yeah. A friend That's came over. That's not underrated. It's like number three on the trending. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Mm-hmm. Devin destroys my life. You just okay. Talk about reputation. You are first the of first all, one to share mine she down. Comes in, she comes in with another scratch on the speakers. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, never point, have I ever on Netflix. It. I don't know what scratches <laughs> you're talking about. I know. That's, That's how we know it's you. That's because you're the one who can't hear it. You're the only one who's not wincing when they <laughs> have it. all you. <laughs> it's been you. <laughs> it's actually bad. But okay, go ahead. Okay, it's so you're going to recommend bad. Friends? <laughs> you were going to recommend Friends on uh, <laughs> sitcom about a bunch of friends? <laughs> I talk about tension. You can cut this oh, with yeah. a knife. You think you know yeah. underrated me and a friendship. Yeah. <laughs> me as a friend. Yet. Me as a <laughs> podcast guest. Me as a Completely technological underrated. person. <laughs> who did you like between oh, who did you like between Ben and Paxton? Ben. You like Ben? Paxton looks like he's 100 years old. Paxton is 31 men, years old. The, the men that are cast on this show have need to go to see Dr. Jessica Wu in Beverly Hills who gives them my Botox. <laughs> they need to not be cast in high school shit. It's like when you look yeah. at like that guy, Darren Barnett. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this motherfucker 31. And I'm like, he looks like a guy who is like cruising a high school for a exactly, girlfriend. Exactly, exactly. Oh, man. It stresses me out. Oh, this is the Mindy Kaling show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, some people don't know it, Devin. Oh, I'm just like underrated. I'm when I say underrated, I want to I want to get a little bit into this because I feel like someone attacked my character, as they say on the show Bachelorette. (laughs) Right. She attacked my character, and when I say underrated, I mean that the show Shit's Creek was rated very well, and it was rated just as I mean it got awards, Mm -hmm, awards. 
Right. And I think that Never Have I Ever should be up there. I think it's a classic. Right now, I think a lot of the younger generation, the Gen Zers, when I think it should be a millennial, even boomers, I believe, will like this show. So yeah. you... Okay. I I actually had lumped it in. This is uh, helpful underrated for me. I had lumped it in with like shows that I'm too old to you, watch Jack. and care about and like <laughs> that it would be weird for me to watch Never Have I Ever. So, I'm you know, glad this is a beneficial experience. I feel like the way you're saying that me. is to, you know, quit the tension that's developing between me and Devin. No, this but... is actually really good for me, uh, Devin. Exactly. So... I think okay. we should just respect exactly. Carolina's picks. <laughs> exactly. If I can get the green square for one more second, just to say one last thing. I didn't know, and I'm taking note of, the fact that the definition of underrated is actually as compared to Shit's Creek. I wasn't aware. <laughs> you know, I thought she was going to say something, and then she turns up. Mm-hmm. Right. She's the same Devin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't expect me to change. I've already tried. Um. All right. Well, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna let you just marinate on that one. We're just gonna uh, take a break. I guess that seems like a real housewives okay. tagline <laughs> uh, from a woman who made it's like a Lisa Barlow, like whoever, whichever the, the the housewives almost gets arrested for fraud. Oh, Jen Shaw. Uh, that's Jen Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, Jen Shaw. Been arrested though. <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about the news. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back. And we have an update from the Minneapolis Police Department. And just like generally, the police have been really good at dealing with criticism. And mm-hmm. historically, mm-hmm. yes. Historically. Have you, did you guys watch We Own the City? Not, not I watched the pilot and then I was like, this is so heavy. I, ugh, classic, classic white privilege thing to say. I was like, this is so heavy. I have to put this <laughs> aside for later. But I'll learn about this later. <laughs> it's it's based on it, it's a lot of same like uh, people being bad cops repeatedly, which is a criticism I'd he- I've heard. I I find it pretty entertaining. But like one of the big plot points is that after the Freddie Gray protests, the police just like stopped policing and stopped even leaving their squad cars like when they came to a crime. So that's. That's one example of how they responded to... It reminds me of when the NYPD went on strike and crime went down. I was like, you're kidding. The irony. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, like in Minneapolis specifically, you know, there was a lot of like attention on the Minneapolis Police Department because there was like a lot of calls of like defunding the police there. And people were like, yeah, there was a lot of momentum to that. But the biggest bite that was actually sort of taken out of their policing budget was like about $8 million, despite what cop humpers across the political spectrum were saying. And the city also like eventually voted to like not reform the police department as like a a department for public safety. So the blue line, you know, survived in that instance. But by this year, now, like in 2022, their budgets are actually higher than they were pre George Floyd. So all's well that ends well for them. But there's like so there's like this mounting crisis with the the city because the police are basically just draining the fucking city budget with all their shit. So to start off, there's been an exodus of police officers uh, who have left because their feelings were just hurt by the protests. Nearly 300 officers. This is from uh, this piece of Mother Jones saying that nearly 300 Officers left the department since Floyd's murder. That's a third of the force. And 200 of them have left with workers comp settlement checks and lucrative disability pensions based on their claims that the policing at the protests of 2020 gave them PTSD. Hurt their feelings. And so now they are getting huge checks to not even fucking work anymore. And the city is estimated to pay about $35 million in these disability claims. Normal. Uh, and these, like, workers' comp settlements, like, since Teacher's 2020. Teacher's drive lift. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, and these are cops that have, like, some of these cops have, like, extensive records of misconduct, like, leading to killings and just all kinds of just shitty behavior. So this is slowly creating this, like, fiscal omni-crisis. And that's just sort of one dimension of it, because here's the other huge number. The city has paid out... 111 million dollars in settlements to people that were fucking brutalized by the Minneapolis police in the first 15 days after George Floyd's murder. They're saying 
all the misconduct from the first to the 15th day in response to that murder has turned into $111 million in settlements. So city officials are now like kind of in a bind because on one hand, they're like, well, this is fucking too much. Like they're just taking off with all this money for reasons like we're not totally aligned with. But also if they go to court and try and fight it, they could end up paying even more. So, you know, they're in a bit of a bind just being like, so we raise taxes and then cut back other programs to offset the cost of just having to deal with the police in our city. It's just a very, just a very fucked up situation as you look at it, because even if you, you know, as they even ideated around it, turns out it's they like the cops basically play like a Uno reverse card on the city. Right. I would love to read a quick quote by Miriam Kaba. She's an amazing abolitionist. And yeah. I think it goes into what you guys said. But she said, if we say anything about the impunity with which they harm people, this is going to hurt their feelings and hurt feelings equals massive crime. It sounds ridiculous if you actually think about it, but it is convincing to vast swaths of the country. What other profession do we say that because they have low morale, we have to suffer violence as a result. Mm-hmm. So it's this idea that like, we need to fucking get Blue Lives Matter tattooed on our bodies to show police their support or else someone's going to murder us. It's this yeah. crazy idea and it's completely mythical. And I think it's also much more influenced, hate to say it, because I was a huge fan of the show and it got me through college, Dick Wolf's Law and Order. Mm-hmm. I think it's plagues the nation more than we even know. And it's given us this collective story that they are here. They work all the time to solve crime when really they're just writing parking tickets. Yeah. Or killing people over a disputed $20 bill. Right. Or, you know, like recently happened, um, pulling over a pregnant black mother with her children in the car and pulling their gun on her. Mm-hmm. So, her entire pop culture, like of you know, my favorite pop culture was like eighties movies, where like Die Hard was my favorite movie right. for most of my life, and like that's just like a no nonsense cop who like is just there and using violence like at his own disc- discretion, and like yeah, I mean the whole the whole thing is like built on that, and like right. that, I feel like that is. A large part of like it's not necessarily even the bureaucratic stuff as much as it's just like how deeply ingrained culturally so much of this shit is that like our ideas around safety. Right. This is something we talked about with our guest yesterday, Seth, about like being able to break out of just like this sort of reflexive thinking where people hear most people say they hear defund the police. That means no police. That means violent dystopia. And that's the only that's the only conclusion from that term, from that phrase, rather than can we sit down and actually understand what the root causes of crime was or crime are? You wonder why people who who are wealthy typically aren't the ones shoplifting or stealing cars because they have the means to these are not they don't commit survival crime. A lot of time we're just being like. This is how people are surviving because they're excluded from the traditional economy. So that's what this looks like rather than, yo, man, they need fucking, you know, fucking Gatling guns and shit and, you know, bigger trucks and all this other shit. And we kind of fall into this absurd problem solving mode when really it seems like the thing is public safety. How do we keep the public safe and who does that? And there's probably there's so there's so much nuance to it that. Not everything has to be responded to with aggro person that's armed to the fucking hilt. Well, think about when you call the police. You don't call the police before violence has occurred. You don't call the police before property theft. You call the police after. How can we say then they prevent anything like that? It's 
just this weird backwards way of thinking about life in terms of punishment rather than a social network that gives people more options than to resort to petty theft or which is, you know, most of what the police are doing right now. For instance, there was something so it would be funny if it wasn't so fucking tragic. There was a picture of a black woman from a 7-Eleven camera and the police released it saying she is wanted for stealing a Slim Jim. Mm-hmm. The resources alone going into that are fucking ridiculous when a woman is stealing food. Yeah. It makes yeah. me insane. It makes me really sad. And I think it's like the biggest it's when it, yeah. this mold on our country. I think that's like the thing that when you feel that frustration is like really having to encourage people around you to be like the option isn't a dystopia, just so you know. Because we're right. we're already there. The idea that you are right, arming exactly. p- police even more and giving them more weapons—that's the fucking dystopia. Not the version where cops are like solving certain cri- kinds of crime while also like supporting human beings to try and elevate them out of situations that cause them to do what you know the police call extra legal activity or whatever. So, I just think um, that if yeah. white children, if white children of white people were being affected this way if a white 15 year old foster child had been tased or shot this conversation would not be radical at all and the fact that it's radical just speaks directly to race and i i think you know when people were ever you know anyone with a working brain and heart was so horrified but what was going on the summer of 2020 even though it's what goes on all the time but the fact that when you mentioned abolition, people are defunding the police, people were acting like that was a radical reaction meant that they were not looking at these people like their own. They were looking at these people like no, not my problem. It's, it's so. a thing that has to be corralled and controlled. Yeah. yeah, it's already a dystopia for someone, you know, for it's already a dystopia for someone. It's a normal reaction to yeah. someone saying yeah. like, yeah, this isn't a safe world. Right. You know, this isn't a, a protection to me at all. Yeah, Miriam Kaba talks about abolition as not, is it, about building something rather than removing something. It's about mm-hmm, building yeah. social networks, not about just removing one part of the country. Yeah. Which is our militarized police. Right. We talk about Alec Karakatsanis. I think another, like, kind of huge part of the edifice of, like, this pro-police, like, can't can't possibly imagine a reality without police is the way that the like local local media especially but i mean definitely the new york times and you know national media as well just use the police as an unquestioning the only source on, yeah. <laughs> on like most most things it's pretty mm-hmm. fucking crazy so go follow eric alec karakatsanis he oh, yeah. just spends all his time and energy just going one news story after another just be like all right so here, here's another On one top from of all the legal work he does. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also like runs a huge fund that helps fight human caging. So there, there's another story that I think kind of re- reminded me of this problem. That, so it's completely different, but it's another one of these like institutions that is unquestionably just given carte blanche to like do whatever the fuck it wants. And that's like corporations and just like corporations acting within a market. There is this article from over the weekend where the Wall Street Journal like published the thing, Disney's new pricing magic, more profit from fewer park visitors 
and wow. they're just like amazed. They're they're like speaking approvingly in economic terms about how the company has raised some prices and eliminated or started charging for other services and features that used to be free and calling it like pricing magic and <laughs> the like the new york times as if had, mickey mouse was the right. one who came up with it yeah, yeah. genius <laughs> and, and the new york times had another thing that was like well with biden forgiving student debt like colleges are just going to charge more because now they can just like bake in that $10,000 into the price and that money goes to them and they don't have to like worry. They don't have to worry about it basically. And like, that's just how they're like in both cases, it's companies doing what is objectively like evil, you know, just like bad, bad shit, like taking advantage of the, of the pandemic to like discriminate against magic. Yeah, it, like using the magic of the pandemic, I'm sorry, right. to discriminate against like the lower earning part of your consumer base. And then on the college front, it's like exacerbating a problem that we're already acknowledging is like a huge, massive problem in, in the country. But in both cases, it's not treated as like a normative thing. It's like object. they just treat it as like an objective fact that this is what corporations do. This is like smart business. And it's, I don't know, it's just very frustrating. And again, it feels like the sort of thing that we've just lost the ability to imagine or I don't know, it's not like these damn people, like we've lost our imagination. It's that we've like never been given an opportunity to imagine anything other than a world that is ruled by corporations and, you know, market forces. No, they're definitely, they're in charge of the narrative. I mean, you're talking about Disney, which is a storyteller, you know, like it sounds paranoid, but it's, or, you know, like a conspiracy theory, but no, these are people who literally build the stories. It reminds me of Ivanka Trump saying that she knew more about working people than AOC and that she <laughs> thought that um, that she knew that Americans want to work for their money. Right. And I was yeah. wild. I was like, that is the craziest thing I've ever fucking heard. As if like the problem is like, I want to work more like yeah. a woman, you know, a mother of five who works at the Walmart cash register. Like actually her problem is that she hates tax cuts because she loves working there. Mm. Well, I, I, Ivanka is. I actually have a bunch of Ivanka quotes that I was gonna pull, but it sounds like you. Oh yeah, what's today's quote? Yeah, no, no, no. Actually, Caroline is here. We'll we'll actually do it after they leave. That's probably. Yeah, I know. She's one of my favorite American philosophers. She's a full. Yeah, she's incredible. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) the Descartes. There's Thoreau. There's um Ivanka. There's the Kushner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Kush. (laughs) Well. Carolina, Devin, truly a pleasure having both of you on the Daily Zeitgeist. I know you have to uh, bounce a little bit early. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? Uh, again, we want to blame our early absence on the comedian Will Ferrell. Yeah. And oh, that's right. We didn't blame. We didn't blame him. We didn't right. blame him up top. Um, yeah. Monster. Are, yeah. Famously truly cruel. Cruel um, person. A cruel person. Yeah. Just kidding. He's a, a truly an angel on earth. Yeah. Unbelievable. He wore a T-shirt during the pandemic that said pay teachers more because he was getting papped all the time outside of his house. And you can please listen to us on True Romance. That is on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and iHeartRadio. It's production produced by iHeart, big money players, Will Ferrell's 
podcast network and funny story one of the first people we pitched it to was jack o'brien hey. your co-host who um kicked us out of the room and he said that's disgusting that's... no one's gonna want to hear about your <laughs> he said, Stop lying failures and romance so who's it gonna be hosted by though that's what exactly. i don't understand what are, who are the two heart. fellas you're gonna bring in exactly. to uh, host it yeah, I, yeah said, no, I remember really? that too. When you're right. like, my life is actually stranger than if I even wrote it as fiction, and that yeah. that was enough, I think, for us to be like this. They got stories. They got stories. Yeah, we do have stories. Okay, so let me just please step in for a second, Carolina. Let me get Thank my you. green square. <laughs> also, you, you can follow us on Instagram at True Romance Pod on Twitter at True Romance Pod. Also, I have a new Instagram because I had to go through a breakup and then I had to delete my whole Instagram. It's really oh, traumatic. Sorry to hear that. And so please follow me on at Devin underscore Hunter underscore Leary. Uh, it's the same thing as before, but with underscores. Okay. And, um, that'd be great. Thanks. And I'm at Carolina Rose Barlow on Instagram. We are so happy that we got to... Uh, jump on with you guys. Um, we're huge fans of TDZ and um, ACAB. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Just Miles and I. Yeah. Just the just the dudes. <laughs> the 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And we're back. People are going to think that, like, guests fucking are stopped fucking with the show partway through. This might be our new format. This is two days in a row where our guests have had a heart out and we are, are doing act or, three. Yeah. Just feels, the boys. Or it feels kind of like bo- a bo- lot of... The boys are back in town. <laughs> oh, shit. You're energized. <laughs> it feels like, or like podcasts that do like an interview package and then like they, they have raps right. on either side. They come back like, that was a great interview, huh? Yeah. That was, oh, that, that was interesting. And one thing that Carolina said to me that I thought was so interesting yeah. before we started recording, that's like the NPR like format mm-hmm. of how mm-hmm. they... I thought it was fascinating that their dynamic felt that they were actually in conflict, <laughs> but that was it was just playful banter the whole time. I think the that's the rest is just us analyzing the yeah. part that just happened is so <laughs> NPR. <laughs> that, that is a great show, yeah. though. Like, it's... Like, listening to them talk about their dating lives is, like, better than any rom-com I've seen in a number of years. It's hard to compare. It has this very unique quality to it where you're like, they're not lying. And it's like Jesus and Mero almost. It is. What Jesus and Mero was like, this is not bullshit, and I love hearing it. It's um, it's one of my favorite podcasts, even though it's on our network. It feels like I'm lying saying that, but it is really good. All right. Let's talk about where, where MAGA is at. Where Marger is the MAGA freakouts continue. They will continue. There's a lot of look. The latest thing was Donald Trump got a new lawyer who used to be like the the former solicitor general in the state of Florida. If you followed anything, he filed this motion to have a like a special. The fuck is it a special? Hold on. Motion. Uh, A special master. That's why I forgot it, because fuck that word. Uh, Was looking for a special master to oversee. The Mar-a-Lago document search review, basically trying to like sort things out that might be privileged information that isn't relevant. They filed this like over two weeks after the raid had happened. The DOJ's like, we've already been through everything. So right. what the fuck is sure, you about? go ahead. Yeah. And so they're like, God, fuck, like, we've got <laughs> fucking nothing here. We're fucking two weeks behind on God, fucking again. everything. And then on top of it, the RNC is still like, we are not paying your fucking legal bills. That's on you. This has been uh, the situation for a the minute RNC's now. He's been saying that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's been a thing. It's like, yeah, we can't fucking... You're not going to bleed us dry with your fucking money. Also, they're also kind of concerned Trump might just fuck off with all the money he's raised, like, for oh, the yeah. Republicans. And then they'd be yeah. like, that was for the fucking elections. He's like, I don't give a fuck. So... Look, things are chaotic as usual. But first up, I just want to check in with some of the people in his orbit. Uh, The first is Bianca Garcia. Maybe you've heard of her. Maybe you've seen her before. She is the head of Latinos for Trump. Uh, She is fucking pissed. No longer for Trump. (laughs) Dude, she's like, this guy turned his back on Christ. Um, And she's coming at it as like a whole thing of like, look at the chaos he's in. More of like trying to be like, you see what happens when you fuck with God kind of thing of like, he stopped talking to us. He stopped trying to like, I've stopped seeing evangelicals go visit him. So 
that's probably what's going on. So I just want to just want to play her clip because she's now basically saying like it's a mess over there and it's a wrap for me. Uh, and we're going to a clip where she's being interviewed by Don Johnson. This is her basically being like, man, what Trump needs to do is get God back in his life. So we, mm-hmm. like because that's the X factor for all this MAGA stuff. The G for, was for God. Obviously, I'm doing something wrong. I need my spiritual leaders back in here. Spiritual leaders need to come back in here. We need to figure this out. We need to pray. We need strategy. I don't know what else to do. You need to go in your prayer closet because let me tell you something. You don't want to put me in front of Trump. I'd be, the first thing I'd say to him is, sir, first of all, I ain't even going to talk to you because you need to go in a prayer closet. You need to find a closet. You better go get on your knees and you better pray huh? and repent for whatever it is because you've offended the Lord. You were chosen to lead this country and you've offended him in some big way. And you, that's why you're not in the White House right now. Mm. Okay. It is interesting. She does seem to be like there's a guy on like it's a split screen with her and somebody interviewing her and he appears to be a fantasy football expert. Like <laughs> he just like doesn't he does not couldn't look less like he belongs in this thing. Like a fantasy football expert jacket. on his way out to the club for the night. Wait, what makes him I mean, I just like that as a slur in general, just to be like you fantasy football expert. I don't know. But just like his he, he's got a pinstripe vibe. suit, pinstripe jacket. Like his three face buttons and down. hair make me think fantasy football, and his like unshavenness. Yeah, pushed back like, hair, not slipped yeah. back quite, but definitely pushed back. Yeah, but my bad. Again, you know, she's she's been sort of, I think, really trying to connect this thing of like he's he's turned his back on evangelicals. Like we're feeling some type of way. This he this is why he's he's not in office. So this is like the kind of stuff that's there's like a lot of debate as to why is Trump experiencing this negative streak right now, I think is kind of what people are wrapping their heads around. Then there's Trump himself. He's having a fucking real normal one on Payless Twitter, uh, a.k.a. Truth Social. On Tuesday morning, he was shit posted, shit posted like 60 times of all kinds of stuff. We're talking QAnon drops to fucking election theft memes, fucking 1984 memes where like, ironically, it's like, Bro, in this meme, you are the fascist overlord based on like this George Orwell quote. I don't know if you're connecting, but I guess your listener or followers don't know about that either. Then even throwing out theories about January 6th, that it was Antifa and the FBI who stormed the Capitol. So it's like the pace of it, the stuff that he was like retruthing, whatever the fuck it's called. It was just all copium. Like it was the mm. kind of shit that he's like, yeah, see, this person is saying this whacked out shit. That that also helps me feel like I am not in the wrong and the, the sort of pace at which he was doing it. It honestly felt like he really believed that if he reposts this bullshit enough, it will somehow get him out of trouble. Right. Like by amplifying, like being like, you see, this person even thinks it's Orwellian incorrectly. I mean, this so like he he only really seems to be comfortable when he is in conflict. This is as much conflict as he's ever been in. And it feels like, because, like, it, not to, I don't give a fuck. I, fine, I'll psychoanalyze him. Like, that that's fine. He's pretty easy to psychoanalyze. <laughs> yeah. We're not he's on like, fucking NBC News. Yeah, and he's pretty easy. Like, he, he is a pathological narcissist who has always, like, felt inadequate, won't let that inadequacy rise to the level of conscious thought and so he is just desperately filling that sucking hole where you know self-esteem usually goes for other people with accomplishments and conflict and words and this just feels like i don't know it's what he's always been like this is how he's always lived his life is just constantly arguing with people that he's the shit 
even though he, you know, is outwardly and evidently a, a con artist. And so it like this is not going to stop until he's gone. So like the like the worse it gets, the more in his element he's going to be. Yeah. And I think but this is why it's it's just sort of getting out of control, though, now, because yeah. the Republic like Fox News wasn't they didn't say shit about his claim. It's like that they re- need to redo the election and proclaim him God King. Like they didn't yeah. even touch that shit. Because they're like, this like it's bad. In, ben Shapiro was even like, they have to get rid of him. The RNC cannot do this with Trump. Like the Democrats want him on the ballot. Right. And and, and independents are splitting four Democrats at a four to one rate because Trump is on the ballot. They have to get rid of him. He's even being like logical about it now, which is like, yeah, you can't the, even like the elect the electoral politics of it. Like it, it doesn't work. But I'm sure he'll he'll come right back because I'm sure a plurality of MAGA people will be screaming at him. But just to go on, tr- along with all that, Trump was calling for like these uprisings to continue. Like, I don't we kind of touched on it on the trending episode, but he's telling like, the FBI to fucking rise up now uh, against the Department of Justice. He said on Truth Social, quote, one of the great agents and others in the FBI are going to say we aren't going to take it anymore. Direct much quote. as they did when James Comey read off a list of all crooked Hillary Clinton's crimes, only to say that no reasonable prosecutor, no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. The wonderful people of the FBI went absolutely nuts. So Comey had to backtrack and do a fake investigation in order to keep them at bay. So I don't remember this, really. Like, this I remember was like all there the lead up to the investigation, to the, like to the 2016 election. 2016. Yeah, yeah. Was okay. like Comey first was like, man, there's nothing to see here. Then there was like the Anthony Weiner laptop thing 11 days before the election. He said they reopened the invest. That was the time they reopened the investigation. He like, I don't remember like- the narrative that it was actually FBI rank and file who like caused that. Was that this is just maybe like what he's hearing or is that like a story that's been told? If anything, it was more like there were there was more to say that like people who were sympathetic to Rudy Giuliani were pushing for the reopening of the investigation to make it seem like there was something there. When ultimately Comey came back and was like, after like, look, if there was a crime, we could tell you what it was, but it was just it's just more of like sloppiness Mm -hmm. versus like willfully taking sensitive documents away it's like she shouldn't have had a fucking email server etc cetera, etc cetera. like we're having trouble finding a crime that aligns with that we're like yeah we need to enforce this which is sort of why that fizzled out and i think that's why now incorrectly a lot of republicans are saying well this was a thing about mishandling documents and she wasn't prosecuted so therefore the precedent is that you don't prosecute these like mishandled documents cases but they're mm-hmm. not even comparable when you look at the statutes that are involved so whatever that's that's just sort of like cuz also when you ask them plenty of people will you know hypothesize what Trump may be doing with these documents right, right. we've heard it we're like we remember there was in 2017 a CIA asset had to be like fucking extracted very quickly because yeah. the Kremlin was like looking for them the numbers are way up on CIA assets, like getting got. Yeah, like, exactly. So yeah, since he took office, there's that. They're like, he could, it could be this, it could be nuclear stuff. With Hillary, all they kept saying was, she has these emails. Like, they, yeah, nobody has like a specific. Go a step yeah. further. But what's the fucking crime? Like, what is it? And I think that's another thing that sort of shows the sort of difference in it is that they can only take their argument as close to, well, she had these emails. Right. And, and I get I'm not trying to say like I'm siding with anyone, but I'm like, they're just on as an argument. It, this doesn't look right. So and if it wasn't getting worse for Trump, he's also telling people that 
he might sue Ron DeSantis for like fucking ripping off his whole style, which is true. Ron yeah. DeSantis, they, it's interesting. Like it, it's you're watching how like one influential person can like influence un, unspoken, like just weird things that like everybody is now doing a Trump impression in very in small little ways, like yeah. that make them feel powerful. Like we saw, we saw Ted Cruz trying to bite his like devil make hair, like I don't give a fuck, right? Attitude where he was like, well. I'm Ted Cruz and my pronouns are kiss my ass. And but like huh. he had his like body language ready to go mm. and it just felt like it was just like yo, homie. I thought he was like about that. to be like, let's fucking go. <laughs> right after that punchline. Let's go. But yeah, he it's from this Rolling Stone article. Quote When Trump has seen video clips of DeSantis speaking at public events over the past year and a half, the former president has scornfully mocked the ascendant Florida Republican for appearing to imitate Trump's body language movements and even at times speaking rhythm. One of the other sources recalls Trump joking at a dinner uh, that he ought to sue him for copyright infringement. Okay. I used to think that DeSantis was a real threat to Trump. I do not think that anymore. I actually think that. If Trump runs, which the only thing that's going to stop him is death, he's going to kick DeSantis' ass. The only threat that he poses is that he's probably not bound for any kind of legal trouble. Right. And that, by virtue of that, may just leave him at top of the pile. Yeah, last man standing. Because his numbers were going up, but the second the Mar-a-Lago thing happened, everybody fell right back. They're like, yeah, actually, I'm fucking with Trump again. I'm fucking with Trump again. Forgot about that. We're victims. We're victims. Forgot about that. God, so... I know it sounds like everything, like hooray, everything's going well, but it isn't because Newsmax is doing their best to keep the fucking voter base motivated because that's been another huge thing is like we're we're going to get fucking rinsed in the midterms is what Republicans are saying to each other. On fucking Newsmax, the anchor there created like a mnemonic device to try and like keep viewers engaged and to like actually ignore all the Mar-a-Lago stuff, like trying to find a way to reconnect Newsmax viewers and the Republican base, like with their outrage to motivate them to vote. And I just want to play this because it's like fascist Sesame Street. And I'm just going to play this. This guy throws up a whole phrase and it breaks down like as a fucking mnemonic device. Focus on, especially as the midterms approach. Okay, wag Joe chaos Biden. All right, let's start. WAG stands for uh, WAG, woke stuff, Afghanistan and gas prices, okay? (laughs) Let's not forget those things. We're not going to, but remember, these are the issues, not Mar-a-Lago. Next. (laughs) Wow! Okay. Not Mar-a-Lago. WAG, Joe, Chaos, Biden. Got that, folks? WAG, woke Afghanistan gas prices. Who is he talking to? Like, this seems like a speech for like Republican interns or something. I don't know. This is just like creating the foot soldiers. This is so revealing that this is the way in which they're trying to do it too. Let's go, Jack. We only got to one part. Let's go to Joe. Damn, Joe. Moral. Joe. What does that stand for? Jail. Oh, Justice Department oppresses enemies. Thank you. This is happening long before (laughs) Mar-a-Lago. People Uh like. Paul mm-hmm. Manafort, yes, uh, the yep. two people who just got busted for, oh uh, I guess, reading Ashley Biden's diary. Are uh, you serious? <laughs> right? This, this is the stuff Breaking that Joe Biden's Department is doing. So, uh, justice oppresses enemies. Next, okay, chaos. What yeah. does a chaos stand for? Let's try crime. 
Hunter, yeah, Hunter shenanigans. The approval rating, yeah, it's what? terrible. Obscenity and the supply chain. We know obscenity. about the supply What is obscenity? Obscenity for me Ooh. is thrusting upon children oh, talk man. about gender, transgender, Jesus. all this hypersexualization yes. of children. Greg. That should not be happening. And Joe, in large part, is responsible. He's doing nothing to push uh -huh. back. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Maybe he. Okay, now let's get to Biden because we got chaos. Let's. This is. Uh, Biden. Borders, we have none. Inflation, of course. Disunity. Uh, our energy is gone and no one respects us this... around the world. And <laughs> Everybody so has like the... <laughs> so fucking this this bad. is like a type of like for, for whatever reason and like I've struggled with mental illness and I've been around a lot of people who struggle with mental illness and like this is a thing that people who are struggling love to do is the acronyms and be like energy. Good orderly energy. Uh, direction and uh, you, right, you know right, just right. like and like it doesn't totally make sense and sometimes they will claim that that's actually where the word comes from but yes yeah, it's, this it's is, a mess not a great time yeah it's so desperate that you've now in whatever newsroom said clearly right if you do this you can reverse engineer the discussion that was happened because yeah. his whole the thrust of this was we have to connect the fucking base to why they don't like Joe Biden, because there are a lot of them are actually really worried about the student loan debt forgiveness. Right. Like that affects people that aren't just voting Democrat. And their talking points as they go on TV are being like these lazy fucking baristas with their basket weaving degrees. And people are like, hey, asshole, I'm not I'm I got a degree for whatever. I'm not I'm not I don't fall like this is made up. I got right. a degree to better myself. And now you're telling me I'm a degenerate that isn't working well. So they, they're like, we need something that is going to make them realize Biden bad. We don't like Byron. So now it's fucking wag woke Afghanistan gas prices. As like as much as MSNBC, like CNN, like places like that have been in the bag for the mainstream, like Democratic Party. Like, you can't possibly imagine them doing a infomercial, like, here are your talking points, like, training video, like, what that right. was. That's wild. Oof. Jesus. Yeah. So, they're having a normal one. Damn, man. And I think it's just, like, they're still figuring out what to do. Like, everyone's pulling in many different directions. Some Republicans are silent. Others are going pedal to the metal defending him. Lindsey Graham. Yeah, and others are merely just coming up with good acronyms. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Miles, as always, such a pleasure <laughs> mm -hmm. working with you. Where can people find you and what is a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, man, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, check me out on Miles and Jack got mad boosties. Yeah, with yeah, Jack. Yeah. That's the clever name. And also 420 Day Fiance. Some tweets that I like. Oh, man, there's some good ones. Uh, first one. Well, 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 this is from at uh, Hexenbrenner2, H3X-E-N-B-R-E-N-N-E-R-2, tweeted, well, 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 look who's come crawling back. If it isn't my one-year-old son, I accidentally left at the park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at Brow tweeting, uh, tweeted, boss, you have to take a drug test. Me, knows all the drugs. No problem. <laughs> and then uh, Brandon Dale at a weary tweeted 
me before having kids. I'm never going to lie to my children, me today yep. to my toddler. They don't have hot dogs in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that really resonated with me. I've told many crazy lies. I mean, it's I've, is that why the fucking Odenkirk, I think you should leave ice cream, got doubles yeah. of everything yeah. sketch and resonates then, so hard? Yeah, you yeah, tell even, like a lie that seems harmless, but then like the guy just like doubles, triples down. And like yeah. kids actually do that shit sometimes too, where they'll just like follow the logic train on your ass and you're just like, oh, like, God damn it. All right, never mind. <laughs> Let's see. Some tweets I've been enjoying is Sarah LeBeau tweeted, Madison is such a beautiful name for a square garden. I just appreciated that. <laughs> and Human Aaron tweeted, why are self-checkouts ever closed? Am I on break? And then I had the Colorado one. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, oh, no. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Oh, I think you're going to enjoy this track. Wait, and I just lost it. Oh, yes. Okay. This is going to be, we're going to go out on more Pachiman. I love Pachiman. P-A-C-H-Y-M-A-N. Uh, he's a artist who plays like really dope reggae tracks, but it sounds like they are like he's been rummaging through vinyl, but that's him recording everything to tape, playing all the instruments. It's really good. This is an, another track called Towards the Mountain. Uh, which I just like the title of that because it just reminds me of progress. Just keep the mountain in front of you, and if you walk towards it, you'll get there eventually. Uh, so yeah, Pachimon, Towards the Mountain. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 